get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Do you have any stories that are holding you back? Anything you've experienced when you were younger that still affects you today? Do you run into fear? Maybe rejection. Maybe you think I'm not good enough. Maybe you feel like it's not okay to be angry. I always have to keep the peace. Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I am here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free so you can stop hiding. You can show up fully yourself in all your fun, awesome quirkiness, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose, and you can do it courageously. Now, today, I am going to be talking about what's your story? What is a story that you've been telling yourself? So today's going to be for you. If you know that there is something holding you back from being all that you can be, I'm also going to be talking to you if you've ever felt like you hit a wall when you're trying to step out and it stopped you in your tracks. And I'm especially going to be talking to you if you feel like your past affects how you show up now and it affects what you believe about your future. I'm going to be talking to you. Now the story in our mind become the story in our lives. Now, I, I'm going through a book. It's called The Story of You by Ian Cron. And it's a book on the Enneagram. And I am totally digging this book. I've gone through the audio portion multiple times now. And I'm, he, he came out with a workbook finally. So whoop, whoop. I love workbooks. So I'm going through the workbook for myself. And It is fantastic. Now, if you're the kind of person that you like prompts to work through issues and work through things, this is a great book. They ask some really great questions that you might not think to ask yourself, and I really love it. Now, if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, the Enneagram is a personality typing system. Um, There's numbers one through nine, so there's nine different types. And what it does is it shows you your core fear, your core motivation. It reveals to you the lens that you look through life through. And in reality, all of these issues and blocks and walls that we run into have come from our past. It comes from the events and things that happen to us as children that we interpret a certain way, and then we create this world, this way of being, this um, self-defense mechanisms to keep ourselves safe. And so we become one of these types, developing these core fears. And I'm not going to go through all the the details in that. Um, I've done some episodes on it. Uh, but you can also read, um, the story of you is amazing. Um, if you want just a basic overview, a kind of a primer, like a, 
uh, Beginner's Guide to Enneagram, The Road Back to You by Ian Cron and Suzanne Stabile is a perfect way to start. And then The Story of You is his next book. And so once you know your type, now you're digging into it and you're going into your old story because the point isn't to go, oh, oh, okay, well, that's, that's what I am and be stuck there the rest of your life. Like that's not the point. The point is so that you can create a path to transformation so that you can discover how to become your best self so that you can strip off the fears and the, 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 Issues that have held you back from fulfilling your God-given purpose, from enjoying relationships the way they were meant to be, to show up in the world fully yourself. And uh, and I so anyways, fantastic book. So but what I want to talk to you about today is our story. Because you don't have to know your Enneagram number to discover your story. And in fact, discovering your story will help you figure out your Enneagram number super quick. But... One of the exercises in the workbook is writing your old story. And so you, you put on a timer and you sit down and you, and you try to write kind of like major events in your life that have shaped you, both good and bad. And, you know, people that have influenced you both for good and, and for bad. And so I've done this um, throughout the years, but I'm still going through it just like I'd never gone through it before. And it's really cool because even if you've done this before and you do it again, you discover new things. And one of the things is I found firsts in my life. Like I, I knew a couple firsts, but there was like more firsts that pop up. So in my story, I want to share with you some of my firsts. Because it was the first time something happened in my life. And then it became a pattern. And it's that pattern that got ingrained in me and then altered the way I show up in the world. Because for me, conflict equals disconnection. It's all about connecting with people for me. And everything I did until I discovered this issue was to alter myself in order to keep from disconnecting with people. And when I went back to my old story, I discovered where it all started. When I, one of my very, very first memories was a memory of fear. And it was, I was a little girl. Um, gosh, I had to have been almost toddler type age, two or three. And I remember getting yanked into the nurse's tent at a fairgrounds and then ripping off my dress. And I was screaming. And the reason I was screaming was because there was a wasp that had gotten caught under my dress and was stinging me over and over again. And that's why they were ripping off my dress to get the wasp out. That was my first memory of fear. The first memory I have of getting hurt by a family member was my brother used to, my older brother used to wheel me around in this wagon and we do like kind of pretend wagon races. And it's actually a really fun memory at the same time, but I can remember getting dumped over, you know, we hit a corner or something and bam, fell over in the wagon. And I remember crying and he gave me this 
it's like a driftwood kind of plaque thing that um with moss and things so it was like my award you know for for the race and it cheered me up i remember the first time i fainted from fear and it was in in it was second or third grade and i had something in my eye and my best friend's mom was trying to get it out with a q tip and she kept clo- coming closer and closer and i fell over backwards and hit the doorknob because I'd fainted and I woke up and as I was going out the door, I threw up and then I ran out the door because I was so embarrassed. That was my first memory of that when I fainted. The first time I remember being the middleman, the moderator, the person stuck in the middle. I remember it was during the time when my parents were separated. My mom had actually left first and she'd come home for, for dinner just to do a dinner and I remember my dad kind of stressing out trying to make a nice meal and and my mom was taking a a bath and um I was bringing her something I don't remember what I was bringing her and I remember coming back to my dad and reporting to him mom seems happy you know like I I was I was going in and and seeing how she was and then telling my dad to relieve his fears I was the middleman. That was the first time I remember doing that. I remember the first time that I really hit low self-esteem. And that was kids used to make fun of my nose. They called me Eagle Beak. And during that same year, uh, my mom gave me a perm. And it was funny, the first perm didn't take at all. It was like adult strength perm and it just went totally straight. Was there the next time they leave it in longer? And it was super curly. And kids made fun of me. Called me Shirley Temple. And I didn't like it. And and I I remember like washing my hair to try to make it go straight. And it did. And I never curled my hair again. And I never got a perm again. Ever. And I didn't realize that's where that came from though. I'd forgotten about that. But that was, that was where my self-esteem issues started. I remember the first time I was rejected in the sixth grade by my two really good friends. That was the first time I was rejected. You see, when I look back at these stories and, and the others past it, there's patterns Fear. Letting my imagination run away with me. There's intimacy issues. Fear of rejection. Being the person in the middle. You know, there's these relational things that I ran into. Being hurt by family. Intimacy. Putting walls up. And identity issues. Where I ran into things that I didn't like about myself. And I thought I wasn't good enough or I was different or was it pretty. Oh, man, I totally struggled with that. I never felt pretty. And I'm going to tell you, I can actually look in the mirror now and go, you're a good looking woman, girl. And I'm going to tell you, that's a miracle that I've gotten to that point because my inner critic was so strong. It would beat the crap out of myself constantly. Because I had these 
three things, these patterns. I had intimacy issues. I had identity issues. And I had imagination issues. These were the three patterns in my life. And the awesome thing was that as I've learned these patterns, these are the three pillars that God gave me to help you be all you can be. To help you live a life that's fearlessly free so you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose. And you can do it courageously. So, it's not enough for me just to know my patterns, my story. I want you to discover yours. I want you to dig in and discover what is the old story that's holding you back. Because until you discover what your story is, what the issue is, what the problem is, you can't fix it. You need to know and acknowledge the old story. You need to discover the patterns. What are the reoccurring themes in your story? And that's going to help you discover how to create a path to transformation. So I want to give you three steps to discover your story. First, you're going to write your old story. I want you to sit down, put on a timer, 20, 30 minutes, pick a time and just sit and write. Maybe you come up with ideas um, or you just write incidents, events that happened, good and bad. Or maybe you think about the people that, that encouraged you and the, the people that um, maybe were mean to you. Maybe you group your into um, almost like chapters of your life, like first grade, second grade, third grade. You know, however you want to do it, it doesn't really matter. Whatever way gets your brain going, do that. I kind of did mine in like timeline order. So I kind of started with the first thing I remember really. And I went from there. And I, and I tried to think of, you know, kind of key incidents. And some of them weren't even key, but they were things that popped up in my mind. And I went ahead and wrote those down. Like the time that uh, we had our first dog. And we were coming down the stairs on Easter morning and my mom and dad had gotten a little black cockapoo. It was back when a cockapoo would have been a mutt, by the way. Now you're paying money for it. But she had this big red bow on her and was just sitting there waiting for us. So even things like that, that were little beautiful events in my life, I wrote those down too. Life isn't all bad. I went through and told you all the yucky firsts. But there's a lot of really great things that happen too. So name that stuff as well. So write your old story. And number two, I want you to look for patterns. You're going to look for the themes, the patterns, you know, that you see in your life. You know, is it fear? Is it rejection? Is it that not enough? Is it, you know, identity things? Is it abandonment? Is it anger issues? You know, what, what is it? I can actually remember the first time that I got angry. And it was, um, I was in second, no, 
second grade. I'm picturing the room that I'm in. (laughs) That's how I remember because I was in a little small Christian school up through second grade. So there was only so many rooms and I kind of flip-flop between them depending on the year. So, but in second grade, there was a test, some kind of quiz we did and I didn't think I did a good job and I got mad and I crumpled up my paper and I walked up to the front of the room and I tossed it in the trash can and I sat back down. I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't get mad at somebody else. But that outburst of anger, I got sent to the principal's office. And from that point forward, I didn't think it was okay to be angry. That, that marked me. It's where a lot of my, some of my peacekeeping comes from. It's not okay to show you're angry. You're going to get in trouble. So look for patterns. Next, you're going to interrogate that story. How have those patterns affected you? How do they keep you safe? I want you to ask that question. How, do, how does your old story keep you safe? What, what did it do for you to protect you? Because sometimes even if something's a bad thing, we still did that to keep ourselves safe. Why? What did it do for us? Interrogate that. You can ask too, how is this old story holding me back? And see, those patterns are actually going to help clarify that for you. But interrogate that old story. Because here's the thing, you need to see and believe and acknowledge that that old story in many ways is not serving you. Now, there may be parts that are serving you, and that's great. Keep those. It's great memories. But there are parts of your story that are not serving you. It's what's holding you back. It's why you're hiding. It's why you can't show up fully yourself. It's why you're struggling to actually do what God's called you to do. And even if you've stepped out into that, it's why you hit a wall. To keep you from continuing on. So we've got to really dig into this old story. Find the patterns. Look for the patterns. Interrogate it. Ask it. How is it helping me? How, and how is it hurting me? When you can do that. Then that's going to allow you. To acknowledge it for what it is. And then we're going to be able to move on and rewrite a new story. What is it we want to believe? What do we want our identity to be? What do we want to do for God? We'll be able to rewrite the story. Now, you can't change the past, obviously. Too bad. <laughs> It'd be awesome to have a time machine, wouldn't it? As long as it's in a DeLorean, then we're, you know, I think that's the way it should go. We can't change the past. But we can choose our now, and that will help bring us to the future that we want. Write your old story, look for the patterns, and interrogate it. How is it helping you, and how is it hurting you? You can do this. You have got this. And once you've got that, Next episode, what I'm going to do is we're going to talk about how to rewrite that baby. Because 
We don't need to just dig up the past to dig up the past. But we're going to use it as a tool to help launch us into the future that God has created for us. That's ready and waiting for us. But we gotta, we've, we've got to know what is holding us back first. So we can let it go and we can rewrite a new beginning. You do have this. You have got this. I love it. You can totally do this. Now, I would just love to ask, if you're enjoying this podcast, can you do me a big favor? Would you go and rate and review my sh- this show, Live Fearlessly Free with Heather Bunch? And, you know, whatever podcast app that you're listening in, that would be amazing. What it allows people to do is, is there's people that do read reviews. You know, they see this program, it pops up in their feed and they're like, huh, and they don't know anything about me. That would give them a chance to know a little bit about how this podcast helps you. And then that'll give them some confidence to try it out. So it'll help reach more people as well. I just want to thank you a bunch for listening. Until next time, live fearlessly free.